Yeah. I, my mind is always just on. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense to me, it's just I can't stop thinking about stuff. Right. And I really don't sleep. So, I mean, I don't. Some shit just be all surrealism and all just, I don't understand it, but I just try to, you know, make use of it and put it into my music, I guess. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Sitting with me today is one of my favorite artists, one of my favorite musicians, a super talented person, unique individual, one of the best in the game. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Mono Neon. Hey. What's up, Mono? I'm all right. We're in Paris together. Yep. This is great. It's cool. <laughs> Thanks for coming here, man. Uh, you're welcome. Um, so let's, even though we're in Paris, I'd mm-hmm. like to bring it back to Memphis. Okay. You just did the national anthem. Yeah. And you and you did what I think is the coolest national anthem I've ever seen. I guess. You monoed it, man. You How do you mono neon fi everything? How do you do that? I don't know what else to do. I just do my thing, I guess. It was perfect. Did that feel good with being from Memphis and everything? Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And like I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming it was probably probably people there that love you and know you and are like, wow, and other people that are like, Oh what, yeah, definitely. What is this? That's yeah, all right though. <laughs> I love it. If you haven't seen it, Mono Neon at the Memphis Gribbly, uh, Grizzlies doing the national anthem, funked out, sold out, bass, vocals, and that's it. Yep. And you just dropped another album. Yeah. My DIY stuff. All right, hold on. I, I wrote this down because I was like, I, I'm a fan of yours, bro. I love your music. I okay. love your original music. I think that everyone knows how incredible of a musician you are, and I feel like they're discovering how amazing of a songwriter you are. I guess. <laughs> but um, in 2021, you released three albums, one EP and five singles. In oh, okay. 2022, you released three albums and six singles. 2023 has just started, and you dropped an album, and you've already done two singles. Jelly Belly Dirty Somebody, new album. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know. I could be coming up with stuff and make it work. You just, just whatever fits in the melody. Like what, how do you think of these things? Uh, I just be in my head. I just, I mean, I just let, just let go and just, just flow with whatever happens. I don't know. And then on top of that, you're, you're just so prolific, man. Like with releasing that much music, and then also the social media content because you're writing for the social media content. So, like, are you just creating all day, every day? Usually. I mean, I just I just be doing stuff. I really don't think about it. I just do it because I'm so used to just creating stuff and always being in my head about stuff and just trying to figure out myself and trying to evolve and grow and cultivate whatever I'm doing. So it's just an everyday thing for me. Yeah. yeah. It's just you tapped in existing. I'm trying. I don't know. I personally am in just engaged. Mm-hmm. I love, I love all your posts. I love, I mean, you're so funny, man. You have an amazing sense of humor. And then, but then lyrically, and I feel like recently, mm-hmm. uh, in the last, like, I don't mm-hmm. know, two years, let's say, have become more like deep, not just mm-hmm. all, all comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that you just growing? Is that, are you, is there new influences? What, what is, what's going well, on? I think it's just me just getting older. Yeah. Realizing some stuff ain't really funny, but everything's really funny to me, but you know, just getting older and just going through life and just embracing my family more. Yeah. And just, you know, just, just going through life. I mean, stuff just changed for you. So yeah, I try to put in my music and still laugh at it, but yeah. 
And uh, you mentioned your family. I know your grandma's really close to you. Mm-hmm. So I heard that you kind of sing like her. Mm-hmm. That's because that's what you grew up hearing. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I just realized that. But yeah, I, I sound like an old lady sometimes when I sing, but I just started embracing my whole gospel influence and the way I play and sing and write. So, And my mom too, she'd be singing around the house. I'm trying to get, get her to do a video with me, but she's kind of shy. <laughs> yeah. People love the grandma videos for yep. sure. Mom will be, I think it, it's great because you just see you being you and in, in, in the love that is your family. Uh, that's my, that's my number one right there. That's a beautiful thing, man. Yep. And you're still in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Will you always be in Memphis? Probably, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Do I may a- move to Amsterdam. I like Amsterdam. Amsterdam is great. It's cool. You just came from Amsterdam, right? Yeah. What do you like about Amsterdam? I don't know. I just like it. Is it the cobblestone? It's had some good ass food there. The food I love is the food really there. good. The people are cool. People are cool. Riding the bikes is the cool. Yeah. That's my favorite thing to do is just go to uh, Vondel Park. Yeah, it's cool. Vondel Park on a bike. Mm-hmm. That's the best day. That's That's my ideal day off. I like what, walking around there. It's cool. What's your ideal day off? Do you take days off? Mm, sometimes. Mentally, I don't, but yeah. I, my mind is always just on. Yeah. Even if it doesn't make sense to me, it's just I can't stop thinking about stuff. Right. And I really don't sleep. So, I mean, I don't. Some shit just be all surrealism and all just, I don't understand it, but I just try to, you know, make use of it and just put it into my music, I guess. Is that kind of, I guess, what makes you feel comfortable mm-hmm. yep. to get, because if not, your mind is just going, so yep. you might as well mm-hmm. put it out into something. Yeah, And some of the stuff that I put out, I really don't even like anymore. Like the album I just put out, I don't even like it no more. Because <laughs> I move on so quickly. And it would probably sound better if I was more patient with my stuff, but you know, I just have to, I just have to just put it out. I love that about you. Yep. That's also part of your manifesto, right? Yeah. And uh, so... Everyone, if you haven't checked out Mono Neon's manifesto, there's a one and a two. I highly recommend it. (laughs) I loved it. I found inspiration in reading your manifesto. Okay. I feel like even just to think about having a manifesto as an artist is a really uh, beautiful thing. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it made me get Mm -hmm. to know you better without even having to talk to you. That was the whole point, you know, me when I first started doing the whole social media thing, because I really don't talk much. Like right now, I'm. This is whole thing that's new to me, like doing interviews, but I'm yeah. getting used to it because I'm I'm trying to grow and yeah, you know, and cultivate whatever I'm doing. But when I started doing the whole social media thing, that was the whole point of just writing out stuff and just play, put the whole manifesto up so I won't have to say much. Yeah, and just do my thing. But yeah. So but, for people, if they're paying attention, they know what to do. Yeah, like, hey, I guess. If you want to know about me? It's here. Yeah, if they want to interpret their own way, they can. But it was just me doing my own thing. Are you getting more comfortable with everything as you're growing? I'm trying to, and especially me singing now in front of people and doing my own music and kind of being the front person. I'm I'm still getting used to being on stage. That's why I wear sunglasses on stage because I don't like looking at people when I sing and yeah. play. But eventually, I grow and probably just be completely naked on stage or something. <laughs> That's when I. Yeah. That's what's next. Probably. I don't <laughs> That's know. the evolution going from bright colors to Maybe. just. <laughs> yeah. Do you have mono neon tattooed anywhere else on your body that we can't see? Uh, no, this it was the first one. Then I got this one. Life is a glittery. Can I curse on here? Yeah, of course. Okay. Life you. is a glittery fuckery. <laughs> Life is a glittery fuckery. Yeah. Okay, what does that mean to you? That's a song I wrote, and I don't know. I guess that's how I feel about life. I guess. I love it. Yeah, and I just got this one. This is something my grandma said. Wash off. Don't take it home nasty. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wrote a song with her on the phone. Yeah. I love that. Yep. Speaking of washing off, don't take it home nasty. You have these amazing quilted outfits. Yeah. How do you wash these things, man? Just put them in wash and dry. That works like that? They don't yeah. shrink? No, not really. You got to hang dry. No, I don't hang dry. I just put them in the wash. You put it in the dryer too? Yeah. Man. Oh, on delicate. On I delicate. Put, yeah. yeah, you got you to keep it delicate. Yeah. I love How many of these outfits, what does your closet look like? Uh, well, I got containers. I put them all in there. I really don't have a, like a closet or anything. But I got a lot of them. I mean, probably about 20 or maybe more. I just keep sending people quilts, and I tell them to make a, a suit for me. You'll send them the quilt, and then this is all custom. Yeah, I buy my quilts on Etsy, or I may find it somewhere else. That's all I do. I got, like, saved pages of Etsy profiles with quilts. <laughs> yep. You're balling. I, I'm just in my in my world, man. Bro, you're living your best self. It's amazing. I'm trying. It's beautiful. Yep. Um, I would like to talk lyric, lyrically a bit. I love Juggling Kangaroos. Oh, okay. That's like one of my favorite okay. songs. I've been listening to it on repeat. Um, so lyrically, you say, some people think I'm nice. Some people think I'm mean. I'm somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, a glorious misunderstanding. <laughs> Is that how you feel about that's how I feel about myself, life. yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Some people really don't understand because I'm quiet. Yeah. They may think I'm mean. Mm. But I'm really, I just, especially when I'm around new people, I just have to, I'm just more observant than just all in their face. Yeah. But if I'm around people that really know me, I'm like wild as shit. I yeah. just be talking shit and stuff. But if I'm around people that I really don't know, I'm just really just to myself and just observant. Yeah. I guess. As part of your brain thinking all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I overthink so much. Yeah. Like I'm overthinking right now, but I'm I'm chilling. I'm good though. What do you think about what you're saying? Yeah, because like after interviews, yeah. I'd be in my head about like, did I did I say some dumbass shit or yeah or whatever? But I'm cool. Like I'm all right. I think you're saying all. I guess complete, I don't know. It's part of it's part of your manifesto. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I well, first of all, you're doing great. I, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I mean, we first met uh, probably four or five years ago mm-hmm. with uh, with the Ghost Note yep. Jam Jam. I believe that was the yep. day we met. We've done a lot together mm-hmm. now, man. We made your we made the well, you made, but oh. I was uh, helped make it happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Monony on yep. Sample Pack, yeah, that was fun on Spice, which was awesome. Yep. Even just having you and United Studio be in this giant room, and you just being alone playing bass mm-hmm. was amazing. I remember that day uh, as a fan, as a friend. But I had never seen you in the recording aspect. Mm-hmm. Like I've never done a recording with you. We've done, you've played at a few jam jams. And, uh, but to see you in the sample pack zone, because it's, it's a different kind of mm-hmm. creativity zone because you have to be writing melody, yep. melody, melody, lick, mm-hmm. riff, riff. And I got to say, I've watched, I mean, we've made now probably 30 sample packs. So I've watched people make them. I've made two myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you can get in your head making the sample pack like, oh, is this even useful? Would mm. people want to create with this? Would they not? But I was so impressed with yours, man, because I would just throw out a BPM or you'd just be like 120, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you would just be like, you would just stop, listen to like four beats mm. and then just play a unique riff, a unique melody on the bass. Perfect. Whether it was eight bars, 16 mm. bars, whatever, and then it would stop. Mm-hmm. And then you would just shout out the key. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be like, okay. And then you would stop for a second, four beats do another one. There wasn't one time that you stopped and were like, oh, scratch that one. I just don't like to waste people's time, especially in the studio and stuff like that. I just like to keep the thing going. I don't like to, like, no, I, I, met, I messed up. I don't like doing it. I just like to keep the first thought. 
and just keep moving. Even if it sucks, just there's something in it if I mess up, but I just like to keep it moving. Just keep pushing it. Yeah, you're doing it. I, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. That's part, probably part of you being tapped in. That was me getting to witness how tapped in you are and uh, the level of your talent. Like, uh, especially in, in this social media world, you never know what is mm -hmm. edited, what is not. But I got to witness you just being so prolific in all of your constant writing. It was amazing, man. I'll, I'll never forget that, honestly. And it was so, and it's so uniquely you. I guess I don't know what else to do. I just, <laughs> I just be doing me. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess that would be, uh, and maybe I'm about to answer my own, or have you answer the question with give me what you expect. But for all the people, there's a lot of people that look up to you, up and comers in music. What advice would you give them? Mm, as cliche as it may sound, just, just be yourself out here. Even if people are talking shit about you, just always be yourself, but continue to grow and cultivate what you're doing. Don't get complacent. Even when you have your own thing, it's so quick to, it can be so easy to, um, when you have your own thing to just feel like well, I'm, I'm the shit and all this, but don't, don't do that. Keep your ears open, keep your mind open, your heart open and just keep growing, keep listening and still cultivate what you're doing and just always be yourself. Just always be yourself. No matter what, I don't care where you are, who you with, always be yourself. Cause the right people going to come to you. The right frequency is going to come to you. If you just be yourself, that's all it is. That's yep. beautiful. Yep. How do you handle criticisms? I mean, I can take it. I'm like, but I don't understand why. If you don't like what I'm doing, why you pay so much attention to it? Right. Like with comments and shit. But I'm I'm cool with criticism. I right. handle it. I'm good with it because I just got to continue doing what I'm doing. That's probably part of the humor, right? Yeah. Taking humor in the criticism, especially after that national anthem. Boy, I've been getting so much shit about that thing. <laughs> I mean, God damn. But it's cool though. What What are people saying? The good oh, and the bad. Oh, you're a disgrace. You're just a shameful. I'm like, dude. I just wanted to make it funky. I didn't mean no harm. Just like, I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to do my thing with it because I wasn't going to do it the usual way because I, I didn't hear it. Like when I got asked to do it, I asked my manager, can I, can, I do, can I do my own thing with it? He said, of course. So I just came up with my little arrangement. I was just thinking quartet gospel thing. Yeah. So I just, I just made it my own. You know? Yeah, because it swings. It's go I, I, love how, I love what you did. I listened to the national, because you put it out, so it's on Spotify mm -hmm. and everything. If you go to Mono's page, you just released it. And uh, I've never just sat and listened to a national anthem. I don't want to listen to a national anthem unless I'm at a game and I'm watching it. I listened to yours three times today. Yeah, I go back and listen to it like, what, what is so shameful about it? I just made it funky. I don't know. You made it so funky. It's I so guess. cool. You modernized it. I mean, you just, you monoed it. I guess. I like this. You know, I don't care. I'm going to do it again probably. That's all that matters. I think you should do it again because I think you'll just keep getting more and more people that do appreciate it. Yeah, I guess. It's all good. Though. I'm having fun. All right. Um, okay, so back to the lyrics also. Yep. So, yeah, Juggling Kangaroos, really loved that. Uh, Invisible. When Invisible came out, I was like, whoa, Mono has like a pop song. This is a single. Like, I even played it on my radio show several times because I'm always telling the world, I'm like, you need to know there's this, this other side of, of Mono Neon. Yep. And I really loved it. Um, so with the lyrics, uh, uh, Do You Wish You Were Invisible?, um, wait, hold on. I got them. Or what are the lyrics? What are the Shoot, lyrics? I don't know. Cause I, that's a song I, me and my friend, Davey Nathan, we wrote, wrote together the whole Superman album. We wrote that album together. And I brought in the, like the idea of just wanting to be invisible. And we just, you know, wrote some lyrics to what I was thinking. So that whole Superman album was me and Davey Nathan. I love that album. Yeah, that was, there's a lot dude. of growth shown in that album. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get there. I still do my own stuff at home, but when I want to take it up a notch, I go to my friend Davey to help me out with stuff. 
Davey's the, the creative partner yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Is Davey in Memphis? No, L.A. Oh, he's in L.A. He's keyboards and great songwriter, producer. Yeah. Okay, so the lyrics to that song are, Don't you wish you were invisible? Still be here, but hid into the world. You can be whoever you want. And no one's going to judge. And you ain't got nothing to prove. Yep. Do you wish you were invisible? I mean, sometimes, but not really. But obviously, I'm not. I wear all these bright colors, but sometimes I do. You know, life can be kind of iffy for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Is you wearing the bright colors, uh, you challenging yourself? Kinda, I think so. I don't know, cause I like I like to stand out. I like to be the outcast and stuff. But sometimes, I'm like, why, why, why are you really doing this? But I just, I just follow my own. I don't. I just follow my little frequency, bird. Whatever frequency I'm on right now, I just, I just, I just move with it. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm just flowing. And next year, it probably be a totally different thing. But I don't know. What what was Dwayne like before Mono Neon, and when did Mono Neon become? Uh, when did you I kind of I guess create this style? Uh, well, I got into the the high visibility, like the the neon, very high visibility colors. Like when I was at Berkeley, mm. I started wearing the beanie. Then I started going to the the like construction pants and stuff because it was like being around musicians like that. You got to find your way to kind of be not part of them. You want to find a way to stick out. Yeah. So that's that whole persona kind of developed there. Yeah. And when I got back home, I started getting to John Cage and Dadaism and, and Marcel Duchamp and all that stuff. And I started cultivating colors and quilts. Well, I got into quilts later, but the whole neon thing came like 2010 or something. Already. 2010. But Dwayne, the before Mono, I was, I was really, really bashful and shy. Yeah, you know, I was I was still me, but I was I couldn't stand being around a lot of people. I couldn't I couldn't do this like yeah. the interview stuff. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Nope. I could, that's why I'm so surprised that I'm like actually doing my own thing now, singing in front of people and stuff. Like that's I'd be telling my mom that like I'm actually in front of people talking and singing. It's like I I never imagined that, but I'm happy about it now. That's cool. That's so great, man. Yeah, I yeah. Guess. I mean, you should be proud because it's it's. A lot of growth, and you're an amazing singer, bro. I swear, you as a frontman is an isn't is a great thing. I'm still trying to tap into it and get more get more involved with it with the audience and stuff. But I'm still kind of just shy, I'm still kind of hiding behind my bass. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So now that you have uh, the success, do you think that or uh, okay, a following? You have a big following. It's growing on the daily, as it should, and it's going to continue to. Heck yeah. Do you think that the success that you are uh, receiving is making you more comfortable, actually? Um, somewhat. And it's kind of making me nervous, like, because I don't want to go back to my, my usual thing, because I, I just want to keep growing. I just want to keep whatever level I need to get on. I just want to keep I just want to keep growing and keep going higher and higher. That's why I be telling my manager, let's keep going higher, bro. Whatever, whatever we need to do. But I want to keep it raw and still keep it Memphis, but I just want to Continue to cultivate what I'm doing. That's all. I have a feeling you're going to do it. I don't know. If I don't, <laughs> I, I'm just happy that I'm actually finally doing what I've always dreamed of, just being my own thing Yes, in dude. front of people. You're in front of people. You're the front man. You're dropping the albums. The, everything's growing. We're, I mean, you're the main artist at the, at the Jam Jam tomorrow. We're out here in Paris right now. Uh, the Jam Jam is tomorrow in Paris, France. It's our first one out here. We got Mono Neon. 
Isaiah Sharkey, Larnell Lewis, Ibrahim Malouf. It's a really, it's a really great crew. And you've done a few jam jams. We did the first jam jam where the day we met was with Ghost Note. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Sput and Nate. Yep. And the Ghost Note crew. Um, and that was what, 2017 probably? Yeah, I think so. 17 or 18, mm-hmm. right around there. Um, and then we did, and then you did the jam jam with Jacob Collier. Yep. Uh, and Steve Vai yep. and T Pain, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Thauer and uh, Eric Eric Moore. Eric Moore, yep. Yep. And that was our first festival one. Mm-hmm. That was the first like public jam jam. So that was really cool to have you there. And now we're doing the Mono Neon Jam Jam, bro. I get it. I try my best. Am I stupid for doing this? What am I? What am I? I doing? don't know. You you find out. <laughs> <laughs> I put my trust in you, man. Okay. No, I'm just. <laughs> I think you have an incredible future in front of you. I think that you just need to keep doing exactly what you're doing, dude. I'm trying my best. But you're doing it. I don't want to change nothing. I just want to, you know, just improve what I'm doing. I don't want to take away none. I just want to just keep moving. What else is next for you right now? Well, I do have another album I may release this year. It's a really big one for me because I got Mavis Staples and George Clinton on it. Nice. So I got to wait on that one. I just can't put that out and just... That's a big album for me. Is it done? Recorded? Yeah, it's done. So I'm just trying to figure out when and what to do to put it out. Yep. Just tell Matt and Gerber to do that. You guys Oh, they it working out. it out. Come on, managers. They working. <laughs> they working it out. Uh, big shouts to your team, by the way. That's uh, This is also the first time that I've worked with you where you've had a team. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get there. Whatever that means. And your team's been great. Yeah, they cool. Yeah, they they're cool. They're do, they're doing the damn thing, and they're and they're representing you well. I must say. Yeah, hopefully. As some, look, I, I always just talked to you. You and I would just talk and text yeah, and set things up. But now that you got the team, I'm just letting you know as your homie, they're doing a great job. Yeah, they good. They good. They good. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about the two different manifestos, um, and how they've evolved. So definitely go check out Mono Neon's manifestos. And there's one, and there's two. So how did they evolve? I remember in the first one you were saying like read this daily, right? Mm-hmm. Like practice it daily. And the second one it feels like you're kind of more in your in your rhythm. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? Where are you at? What are the, what are the manifestos to you today? Uh, well, the first ones, the first one I used the most. The second one I really I kind of really forgot about. You just reminded me of it. But the first one came from the whole Dadaism thing and surrealism. Yeah. That's when I started getting into the whole manifesto thing. But it it was just me. Just I don't I really don't know what I was on. I was just on some just manifesting thing when I started doing that. Cause I was really at home doing my videos, doing the covers stuff and doing my John Cage S thing. And yep. really my Michael Tonal thing. I was just, just trying to be this whole avant-garde. Well, not trying. I was really just trying to tap into it. Cause I was, I wanted to have that blues and funky stuff, but also have the avant-garde thing, yep. you know, on top of it. So that's the whole manifesto thing, I guess. I don't know. I was just in my own world, bro. I just, I was just, I was just, I was just manifesting something. I don't know what it was, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, you did it. I not not yet. I ain't there yet. <laughs> I ain't there. But I feel like you're. I don't know if I read it. I feel like you're following your own manifesto. I do. Let's read it. Okay, let's read. Write your own vision and read it daily. Have the Southern Soul blues and funk at the bottom, and the experimental avant-garde at the top. You know how to describe. You see, you you already wrote for all the blogs and the reviewers, anyways. They're like, there okay. it is, there it is. Uh, make your life audible daily with the mistakes, the flows, everything. Understand and accept that some people are going to like what 
to like what you do and some dislike it. When you understand and accept that dichotomy, move on. <laughs> I love your uh, and you and you talk about this in the manifesto, but your your childlike nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's uh, very uh, that's like happy you, right? Like uh, like when your videos on Instagram of you doing the I'm clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love those videos. I mean, that's just me. Just I'm I'm going to continue to be a child as, as I as long as I can be. Cause I don't, I don't know what else to do. I just, cause I really never had responsibilities. I never had a job. It was always music, always music, and that's because of my the sacrifices of my mom and my grandma. Mm. Yep. Are they the two most important people in your life? Hell yeah. That's and my you- aunties too. You yeah. know, but my mom and my grandma. All women. Yep. It's amazing. So that's probably where I got this whole little feminine thing happening. But it's all good. <laughs> you want to make them proud. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, too. Yeah. You know, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Because I, I, I was carrying my bass on my back. I was like, I'm doing exactly what my dad was doing. Traveling all over the world with my bass. Yeah. And that was, that was, that was the main influence. Like, he wasn't around because he, was, he moved to Europe when I was pretty young. But yeah. I had records. I had, my mom was telling me stories. All the guys he played with was telling me stories how funky he was. Yeah. So that's, that was my inspiration. And I just used my imagination. Like, I want to I be just like that dude. Like, like he's like a, a, a hero to me. Yeah. Like, I, I really don't know him that well, but it's like, he's a hero to me. Like, because he wasn't around. So I was like, I want to be like, I just, I want to be just like him. Still, still, still to this day, I want to be just like that dude. Wow. Is he in your life? Yeah, he in my life now. Yeah. 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 Is he, I, I'm assuming, what, did, what are your family's thoughts of your growth and everything right now? I re- they probably don't really think about it. They just, because I'm, they see me grow so fast. Fast and slow and all this movement and all, like I, I was, I was just a weird kid, bro. I was just, yeah. I don't know. It's, I don't know how this came to be. I really don't know. I don't know. Maybe because I'm the only child and my mom gave me the space to do wherever I want. Yeah. Even if she didn't understand it, I was just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like as a parent, you are an ideal situation because you are exactly who you're supposed to be. I guess. I'm just doing my thing. I really, I try not to think about it too much. I just go ahead and just move how I move. Whatever happens, happens. If I fail, I fail. If I succeed, I succeed. I'm just going to continue to live and play this music and keep writing my heart out, whatever it means. I don't know. Well, let's talk about other people then. Okay, let's talk about other people. <laughs> George Clinton. Yeah. What was it like collaborating with George it Clinton? It was great. It was super fun. Inspire, I, like I still can't believe I was like actually in the studio with him, because I used to listen to all those records on vinyl, in my grandma's living room, and and playing my bass with it, and just being in the room with him, I was like, man, that's insane. Like he doesn't probably even realize that I'm just bubbling inside, just sitting next to him. It's like, dude, that's, it was great. He's like passing you the torch, really. I guess that's a big ass torch. That's but a massive I, I torch. I take it though. Yeah. That's so cool, man. That's yeah. so cool. And then there's the obvious, uh, of course, Prince. Yep. You had you uh, so you were, you were playing with Prince at the, I mean, really at the end of his life, right? Mm-hmm. At Paisley Park, we did shows at Paisley. Well, before I started actually playing with Prince, he hired me to play with Judith Hill. Oh yeah, I love Paisley. Judith. We did shows at Paisley. We opened for him in Detroit. But after that, 
he called me back. Well, Kurt Johnson, the drummer, said, yep. you know, uh, Prince wants to start a new band. NPG drummer. Yeah. Yeah. He, he called me, and I went back to Minnesota, and we started, you know, rehearsing and doing shows at Paisley and recording. It was just a chill experience. It wasn't nothing wild. or yeah. he, he was just so chill, and he just let me do whatever I wanted to do. Very musical experience. Yep. It was pretty much entirely that, yeah? Yep. Any any cool stories from there? Uh, not, I mean, he turned the bathroom light on for me when I couldn't find it. I mean, <laughs> Prince did. It was near the MPG Music Club room. I really don't have no wild story. We went to go see uh, Kung Fu Panda 3 in the Chan Hassan movie theater. That was the last movie I saw with him. Yeah. And... I mean, it, it was just a chill ass, chill ass experience. It was just, it was, it wasn't nothing weird. I thought it was gonna be weird, but yeah. it, it was just super chill. He just let me play, you know. What was the Paisley Park vibe at the time? Uh, it was just casual. It was chill. It wasn't because it was just me, Prince, Donna, Adrian, Kirk. It was just us there, just rehearsing and playing music and in that big space. Yep. It was just, I don't know, it was just chill. That's crazy. It's like a mansion of music. Yep. And when I was there, I wasn't really thinking about it because I, I just wanted to play music with him. You know, I wasn't like, I was really, really wasn't nervous. I was nervous like the first couple of minutes seeing him. It was like, man, fuck this shit. I just want to play some music with him. Yeah. But after he passed, it's like, dude, I was actually there. Yeah. And it's like, and for him to like die so quickly when I was just starting to, you know, get with him. Yeah. You know, it still kind of hurts. You know? Yeah. It's all good. What do you think would have happened if he was uh, if he didn't die then? I don't know, but I, he was actually really enthusiastic about putting this album out we was working on called you and Black him? Is the New Black. Really? He, I think he called Blue Note Records to you know to release it. So I don't I don't know. That's one of the ones in the archive. I guess. Black yep. is the new black. Yep. How how did Prince discover you? Online, you saw some of my videos. When you were doing like the meme videos, when you were like, uh, yeah, he liked those too. But you saw one video I was, I can't remember what video. It was, it was me playing a cover. I think it was, uh, I was playing a song by Pleasure or something. And he saw that. But he he contacted Adrian Crutchfield, and Adrian said, you know, Prince wants you to reach out to you, come to Paisley. Then his manager hit me up and all this stuff. I, it, it was weird, but it was cool. He was so far ahead, man. Prince had like this whole. He had so many talented people. Uh, you know, I guess he could identify the talent. He identified your talent. Yeah, it's weird that he liked me. I don't know why, but... Yeah, because at the time, you didn't have a following, really, right? Not really. I really wasn't writing my own music. That's yeah. one of the reasons why I started writing my own music, being around him. Yeah. Because he asked me, D do you write songs? And I said, no, nah, I write ideas and stuff. And I'm like, man, you sound like shit. You're supposed to say you write songs. And I went back to my hotel room, started writing my little EPs and stuff. That's when I started tapping into the whole songwriting thing. Wow, so Prince inspired you to write. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because he said you he said that was a bad answer about yeah. you saying you write ideas. Yeah, I was like, I mean, and he also said I sound like I have a sock on my bass because I had a bad tone one time because my my strings were dead. That's one thing I remember. Is that why you put the sock on your bass? Hmm. I put the sock on my bass because uh, Marcel Duchamp, the Dadaism thing, uh, the ready-made art stuff. Yeah. Yep. But that so you didn't have a sock on your bass at the time when he said you sound like you have a sock on your bass. No, he said I had a because um, my strings was really dead. Yeah. He said he said I had. Um, sound like I had a sock on my bass and it kind of made me mad because <laughs> I guess my tone was bad that day. It's whatever. But anyway. Anyways. Yeah. And what about maybe Staples? Oh, uh, that's that's like my grandma number two there. So cool. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. 
that feels special to collab with her. Yep, and I, um, my grandma met her too. I took her to see my grandma. Well, I took my grandma to see Mavis. Yep, that must have meant a lot. Yeah, it meant a lot to me. That's so and, cool. And some people really don't even understand that 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 there. My grandma meeting Mavis like I, I really don't understand, but it's a feeling. Yeah, it's just a feeling because I grew up around my grandma and and I grew up around hearing Mavis. It's just a it's just comfort. It's just that's why I probably wear quilts because it's comfort. I like to be comfortable. That's all. I just like yeah. to be comfortable. Yeah. Do you ever get hot in these quilts? I'm hot now, but shit, I'm thugging <laughs> it out. I'm gonna thug it out. I don't care how hot it is, I'm gonna wear my shit. It's like the hottest day in Paris for the for the for the whole year, they're saying. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how hot it is, I'm gonna wear all my quilts. I mean, really, I guess you were you were made to be in the French fashion scene, you know? I fashion guess. over comfort. Yep. Doesn't matter if you're hot, if you look good. Yep. I'm gonna wear my shit. With your childlike nature, I would love to talk about the kids, a.k.a. Domi and JD. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. Isn't it amazing? That's so killing. Unbelievable. Yeah, they kicking ass out here. I, I, I saw them play uh, with you as the trio. Yep. You, JD, and that Domi. That was awesome. Yep. It's so great. It's so great what they're uh, accomplishing. Yeah, they kicking a lot of ass. I'm happy. Yeah. Yes, sir. I saw, uh, I saw them recently, Grammy week or whatever, because mm-hmm. I, hadn't, I hadn't seen them in a minute. And I was just like, I'm so proud of you guys. This is so great. And Domi said to me, she said, I think this is all a mistake. <laughs> I thought a mistake. I was like, you're nominated for Best New Artist. She's like, yeah, I think there's, this is a mistake. Someone made a mistake. I was meant to be. This is so great, They're dude. trailblazers. For real? Yeah. For real? Yep. As are you. I don't know. Mono Neon. Where does the name Mono Neon come from? Uh, well, first, before Mono Neon was Poly Neon. Then I switched it because I was bored. I was all this shit happened at my grandma's house when I was staying with her after Berkeley, and I was just in my own world reading dictionaries on the internet, looking at John Cage interviews, reading about neon light installations, and I I just always loved colors, so I just made it a persona, you know, just made it something artistic thing, I guess. I know I don't know. I just I really didn't think too deep about it because it was just something that was always in me and I just found a, found a way to you know put it out I guess mm-hmm. I what about the mono side well I like I know I'm not wearing just one color but I, I use like one blob of neon color you know just one solid neon color that's where the mono thing comes from so it really doesn't have nothing to do with sound sound at all at all it's just color interesting yeah I was going to say, you're especially Superman in all these albums. I Sound guess. very stereo. Yep. Sound very stereo. You might have to be spatial neon as if the world continues That's to grow. Too. I spatial like neon's kind of tight. I like that. Who put you on the map? Prince? I mean, I was kind of already on there. Yeah. But probably in Memphis. But yeah, playing with Prince, it kind of, it really kind of helped because I met Dominique Taplin. Yeah. I met Tayron Lockett. Then later oh, on, right. I, I got, you know, connected with um, Sylvester. Uh, Slide, uh, Barry Saxophone, and yes. the Ranger. He, they all play with Prince. Then we all start playing with Spud and Ghost Notes. Like, it, it really just helped me get into, you know, playing with other people and getting into the whole band thing and going on the road and more people seeing me and all that stuff. So I guess playing with Prince, it, it helped. That's so cool. Once again, Prince identified so many incredible yeah. talents. Yep. I guess. I mean, I'm really thankful for that dude. Till this day, man, I like every day I think about him. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. What do you what do you think about when you think just about just being him? around him and just 
for someone like Prince, I know he's a human being and all that, but for someone like Prince, because he's seen it all, he's played with everybody, he's done it all. For someone like that to see something in me and want me to be a, around him in this world, it's like I really appreciate that. Yeah. Till this day, and I wish he was still here. I probably won't be, probably wouldn't be playing with because he, you know, he's changed so much. But I, I really miss him. Yep. Was there a great lesson that you learned from Prince? Mm, let's see here. I mean, just just being around him, just not really second guessing yourself when it comes to your own shit. Just yeah. you know, even if it people may not get it, just just move how you want to move. Yeah, you know, because you know some people are not going to get it, and don't worry about that. Just tap into your frequency and keep moving. How the universe wants you to move, just 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 do it. Just go with it. Don't second guess. It. Yeah. Yep. Amazing. And I feel like for you to have someone like him in your life, because he really did the same thing as you were just saying, he accomplished so much and yet he was still so driven yes, on his creative mission. That was just crazy. Just being around him, just, man, he was such an amazing guitar player. Just his rhythm guitar playing alone, just like, dude, it was, it was just otherworldly. I wish I could watch one of those jams. I wish I could too. I'm sure you filmed it, but it's in the archive somewhere. Somewhere. Wow, dude. Yep. Um, what do you want, so when someone listens to your music, what do you want a fan to experience in listening to your music? Um, just a relief from life, I guess. Just fun. You know, I know life can be very hard. Even for myself, just, you know, I'm a, I'm a very blessed person, but I be in my head about so much stuff that sometimes I don't even understand it. But that's, and just music is just a relief. Just writing and just putting it into a song. So that's what I want people to experience, you know, with my music. Just, just a relief. You know, if you're depressed, you know, because I, I write a lot of songs about depression. So it may help people with depression, maybe. But I don't know. Just a relief. Just a, just a, mm. just a little relief, a temporary relief. That's what I want people to feel with my music. Just, just, a, little, just a little calmness, I guess. I don't know. That's awesome. That's a great message for all of your fans or someone that, like, looks up to you. Yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that uh, feel introverted or feel shy or feel whatever, and probably have discovered you, and that probably inspires them. Uh, hopefully, I mean, if it don't, that's cool too. But hopefully, it, it inspires people. I would like it too. Yeah, yep. especially people that you know, kind of like me, that's just trying to figure themselves out in this world, bro. Yeah. Like it's, it, it can be hard. Yeah, it can be very hard. Are you proud of yourself? I. That's, you know, I, sometimes I, I, I recently look in the mirror and ask myself, are you, are you proud of yourself? I didn't even call myself Mono. I called myself Dwayne. Are you proud of yourself, Dwayne? And I really couldn't answer. I don't know because I, I want so much. I just want so much, mm. you know, and I want to see it happen before I get up out of here. Yeah, like, yeah, for yeah. real, for real. I have a, at, at my house in L.A., I have a, a picture of me. Uh, I was like 10 years old. I got my, my silver flash pearl drum set, mm -hmm. you know, and I got like my favorite drummers on my wall and I got my bed right next to my drum set because my bedroom was just my little bed and then this big the biggest drums that i could possibly because every birthday i'd be like can i get a rack an yep. extra rack tom mm -hmm. can i get a china symbol mm -hmm. can i get a splash symbol <laughs> that's all i wanted every birthday or mm -hmm. christmas or whatever but so i have this uh photo of me 10 years old with my drums mm -hmm. and i'm just sitting there and i'm looking at it and uh and looking at the camera and and you know i bought all those drums of course or mm -hmm. saved up or asked my parents or whatever i did 
And, uh, and I look at it every morning mm-hmm. when I get up in the morning mm-hmm. and go and brush my teeth and wash mm-hmm. my face. And I just look at that guy. Cause also my name is not Elmo. My name is Christopher. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, so I always, I look yep. similar to what you're mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at young me, I look yep. at child me and, and, and I, and just to be like, you should be proud, you know, I'm like trying this, to be. this little drummer kid has accomplished a lot of his goals and, and and is still growing. Mm-hmm. And I'm similar on my path in terms of just trying to be the best version of me that I can be and trying to grow. And mm-hmm. so I would, I would say you should be proud. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying. Get the, get the photo, bro. Put it in your bathroom. Yeah, I tried to, I'm trying. Do you brush your teeth in the morning? Uh, yeah, I try to. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> yeah, I do. In that moment, look at, look at little Dwayne. It can be hard though. Cause I like, I don't know. Cause you don't sleep much. I really, I, not really. If I do sleep, my brain is on. Dreams like are it, crazy. It it can it can be. You know, it's not really vivid. It's just, it's just it can be weird. And it's like, but it's it's fun dream. It's not really dark. It's just like I don't I don't understand. I really don't understand myself sometimes. Yeah. But I I just go with it. I just go. Well, I look forward to the full Mono Neon animated series. I'm down for that too. The Mono Neon cartoon is going to be incredible. I love all these little things I'm seeing on Instagram. Yeah. Hopefully it happens. I would like to try to help make that happen. Oh, I'm down. Go ahead. Okay. Matt, we'll talk about it. <laughs> Was that you giving me, bl- blessing me? Oh, with go ahead and do your thing. Creative <laughs> creative partner. <laughs> I would love to see it. All right, let's do it, man. Well, Mono, thank you, bro. Are you welcome. Bones, my guy. I appreciate it. I'm excited to do the, this other Jam Jam with you and to just uh, follow you on your journey as a fan and a friend. And I'm here to support any way I can, bro. Because I, I appreciate I, it, man. I, I believe you. in you and I, and I think you're incredible. And I'm just... I love what you do, man. I appreciate it. Have a great night, everybody. Or day, whatever you're doing. Yeah, any final closing words? Or sounds? Uh, Closing sounds. I love y'all. Thank (laughs) y'all.